It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. guys for a minute it's because i'm trying to go on carcon carne on my facebook well, I, I salute that it is carcon carne i'm james van Ostel, and here we are it is episode number 536 i'm recording this on wednesday the 13th tomorrow the 14th this is a, a program note tomorrow on the 14th on carcon carne right at high noon come on back it'll be on the the podcast all all audio platforms facebook youtube my chat with both Oh, you got to turn that volume down. My chat with both uh, Brad Sopel, former Stanley Cup winner, Chicago Blackhawk, and Joel McHale, the the incredibly funny, the ridiculously funny and talented Joel McHale. This is part of a partnership I'm doing with the Brent Sopel Foundation. We talk to Joel about about everything you want to talk to Joel McHale about. We talk about community. We talk about the soup. We talk about Stargirl and his role as Starman. And then if you want to watch the long form, interview of that you can go to the brent Supple foundation page the facebook page the website it is a, a much more detailed conversation going heavy into dyslexia because like brent Supple, joel McHale is dyslexic and they talk about living with dyslexia and what what the implications are and the challenges that come with it so the long form dyslexia focused interview will be on brent's page uh my light stupid uh community and soup based interview lean on the carcon carne pages that is tomorrow at noon joel McHale on carcon carne who doesn't let's be honest doesn't hold a candle to my guest tonight my guest tonight he is a an mc a songwriter he is blue collar hip-hop artist Southside jake good evening Southside jake salud james thank you so much for having me good sir it's uh it's a pleasure to be here especially coming off those names you just rattled off i, know. I I mean, I, I, I felt kind of douchey. I'm like, okay, I'm talking about Joel McHale and Brent. I'm like, I don't want Jake to to feel like, I don't know. I'm like name dropping in advance of. Oh, I love our it. interview. Okay, it strokes my ego and puts me completely falsely in the category of those guys, which I am not at all. But when people hear this, they're like, oh yeah, those must be some pretty successful guys. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. It's yeah. all about the company you keep. So it. it I wasn't intending to start this way, but I know you used to work for Cameo, but since we were talking about name dropping and whatnot, that was your world for a while, right? Cameo was my world for a long time. Cameo being the uh, celebrity shout out video app where you can go on and, you know, have whoever's, you know, Bo Jackson, wish you a happy birthday kind of deal. Uh, but yeah, that was my life all of last year, basically. And it was great. We would just, um, you know, engage with the celebrities and get them signed up and everything like that. And then I was hosting uh, a podcast, their podcast called the Cameo Handshake, where we would, you know, go out and do what you're doing with various celebs. And it was uh, it was just about the coolest thing ever. Cameo. Uh, yeah, that was my life for about a year. I, I ordered my first Cameo uh, last month for my son's birthday. I ordered the Ozzy Gian Cameo because yep. that was priced to move 50 bucks for Ozzy Gian. Uh, and it was a lot of, hey, buddy. How's it going, buddy? 
Ozzy on Cameo is my favorite because not that I'm an expert, he, but he's the dude who holds the camera down and looks into it. So you always get like upward facing Ozzy and bless his heart. You know, he's got that strong accent and it's just uh -huh. his cameos are the greatest because it's just like up in his nose in that Ozzy Guillen famous lexicon of, you know, whatever he's saying. So I'm glad you did that. He, he's the man. And the funny part of it is uh, it was for my son's birthday, which is the beginning of December. And I decided on Thanksgiving, I was going to order it for my son. So I logged on to Cameo on Thanksgiving, ordered up Ozzy Guillen. I would say I had that video within about 40 minutes of ordering it, which tells oh, me that the Thanksgiving was pretty quiet at the Guillen house this year. Well, not to be a shameless plug, but that's the best thing for like the celebrities and the athlete types, because they can just, on their side, they can engage with fans and make money basically while sitting on the couch and just rattle off a bunch of day or whatever. But I digress. I don't want this to sound like a cameo commercial, but if you are a celebrity and you're listening, you might as well join because it's pretty easy to do. Everyone else is doing it. Hey, buddy. Happy hey. birthday, buddy. Shameless plug. You can get Southside Jake for seven bucks there if you want. Seven bucks. Thanks. Now, let's be clear. <laughs> Southside Jake is a value at any price. But seven bucks is a, is a damn steal. I think it's a steal. I think it's a steal. You know, five goes in my pocket. I can buy two chalupas and a, and, a, and, a, and a Coke and I'm good to go. Well, actually, they can see the whole Taco Bell box meal, which I think, I think yeah. is that's the deal of the century. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell in general. A box of stuff and a cold beverage for five bucks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's the best. You can't beat that with a stick. Uh, that's my food guilty pleasure. Do you have a food guilty pleasure? Yeah, that's probably high on the radar on that sort of thing anything with cheese man just you know cheese fries taco bell is pretty good liquid cheese i'm not talking real like you know that melted gross like nacho cheese yeah oh yeah, yeah. the kind you get at the movie theater at the movie theater or the concession now stand. if if and when we actually go back to movie theaters I, I am a fan of the the movie nachos the the box of tostitos the only way to do that correctly is to order two containers of cheese one is never enough yeah and the distribution of the nachos the chips get piled like this and then you got either a little dipping cup or they layer it on top but after you get that top layer you left with nothing but dry bottom and that's nothing you want you got to you got to two cup it and you got to get the uh, little container of jalapenos and th that's that's movie nachos and start working on them before the movie starts because once it gets dark in there it's a little harder to maneuver then you got cheese hands Agree, and nobody wants the cheese hands. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants the cheese hands. Got to have right. a system. <laughs> we digress again. This is Southside Jake. I, I played your newest song on my radio show a couple of weeks ago on Demo Three One Two. Outside, this is I, I enjoyed this because this is you know coming off a year like we came off of where everything seemed dark, scary, and shitty. I, I think a lot of us retreated to happier places emotionally. A lot of us retreated to things that made us nostalgic, things that made us feel good. And that's kind of the way I read this song, Outside. It's a, a song that throws back to younger, simpler, maybe even dumber times yeah. of childhood. Well, first and foremost, I have to say thank you, because as you know, and you've quoted, you, you have a funny quote you say or something, but uh, which I'll butcher, but you always say something to the effect of that, holy shit, I'm on the radio or making that holy crap, I'm on the radio moment, you know, again, because you are the dude that provides that for so many artists with that Sunday night demo 312, where let's be quite honest, like a guy like me and outside, it's all 
internet and trying to break algorithms and you might get a little, you know, love uh, on, on some AM or college radio, but I'm not getting consistent radio play. No one is unless you're a part of that, like iHeart machine or whatever, which I'm not knocking. I'm trying to say thank you because you've been kind enough to play my songs uh, a couple of times. And it really is a holy shit. I'm on the radio moment. And, you know, we're buds on Facebook. I'm sure you see, I milked the heck out of it. Like, look, everybody, I was on the radio. You know what I mean? I, lo- I love hey. it. It's a marketing tool for you. I mean, I, I, I think you should do that. I mean, that's saying because I played you, but if you, anyone who's on the radio at an independent level level should use it as another box in their tool or another Oh. tool in their box or something yes a thousand percent a thousand percent and then and then you know it goes in the bio too you know as heard on fm xm and am radio which sounds silly but whatever but you know it, it boosts a rising tide lifts all ships as they say you know what i mean so um but yeah you hit it on the head with outside outside is just meant to be nostalgic and really kind of just about those simpler times of like you know probably young childhood teenager just running around the parks doing stuff a couple of the verses in there are very true stories about my brother, Jason. There's a verse in there about us uh, blasting the radio. And as soon as we do, the car dies. Like, that's a real story. Uh, there's a verse in there about him beating up a bully. That's a real story. So, yeah, it's just meant to be nostalgic. And I thought outside weirdly just kind of captured that. Like, that's what you did. You went outside. You played. That was, that was freedom. That was liberation as a kid. Yeah. I, I've talked about this before on the show. And I, I realize that we have a little bit of an age difference. But when I was a kid, the stuff we did as kids, the, the stuff we got away with, the things we did free from the shackles of mobile phones yeah. as a parent now make my heart stop. Like the thought of my kids doing that kind of shit. Like, I feel like we all got away with murder. I'm not a parent, but I, I, yeah, I'm 36 years old to not to give it away. So I got my first cell phone when I was like 19 or 20 years old. So I grew up completely without a cell phone. And I, I couldn't imagine even thinking about parenting and not like knowing where your kid is at. Like you've got a loose idea because they went to the park, but that was six hours ago. Like what? <laughs> I would freak out. Where, where are you? We got away with murder for sure. For sure. And Going back to the concept of younger, simpler times, was this something you wrote during the pandemic? Yeah, I wrote it and put it out, honestly, in like two weeks. I had had that instrumental for some time, and I don't know. I was always shying away from it for some reason. I just kind of kept it in the pocket. I've been sitting on the instrumental for probably like a year, and I just sat down two, three weeks ago, and I was like, let me throw it in and play around with it a little bit. And I was like, man, this is kind of cool. And these things sound ridiculous, but I'm sure you've interviewed so many, you know, songwriters and stuff like that. Like sometimes the songs write themselves, which I realize how that sounds. But honestly, when you're writing songs, sometimes you sit here and you're laboring over it. It takes three weeks to even try to get an idea for something. And sometimes you sit down and hammer out a tune in 12 minutes. Outside was that one. I don't know. I was just humming the melody and then it kind of came and I was like, oh, all right. Let's go. Let's do it. It actually started singing. Um, our side is the best side because the, the hook is outside is the best side. I was singing our side is the best side, almost kind of like a, I don't know, neighborhood anthem, proud of where you're from thing. And then the outside light bulb went on and I was like, oh, that's way better. Uh, and that's what it was. It was one of those quick ones that writes itself almost. Sticking on the neighborhood topic, Southside is in your name. It's who you are. 
why was that important to put that in your stage identity, including the word Southside? Is it this kind of like chess beating? Like you, you just want the world to know that this is who you are? Southsiders are proud by nature, for sure, probably to a point of mild annoyance not to talk down on my own kind. But there's a badge of honor that comes with being from the South Side, for sure. Uh, admittedly, I think it was an old boss um, when I first got into like adulthood in the workforce that just jokingly labeled me Southside Jake. Uh, and then as I started to develop and pursue the music after that, I was like, well, why reinvent the wheel? You are Southside Jake. There is a point of pride with Southside. So just be Southside Jake. The other thing I did is I spell Southside wrong on purpose because Southside is two words in life, but I'm a smash together one word Southside Jake. But I did that on purpose so that um, the Google ability for lack of a better term. So if you spell my name, you're going to get me every time. If you put South space side, you might not get me. So a uh, little tricking the algorithm meets pride meets an old boss saying just teasing me like, Oh, we're so sorry, Jake, let's go get lunch. You know, that kind of deal. And we're kind of glossing over it, but for f- musicians and fledgling bands or thinking about performing your Google ability is really important. You've got to be searchable. You, you can't be the boxes or the, the books or the chairs. You have to have, an easy path from someone's interest to finding you on the internet. It has to be. And I mean, you could have the coolest name ever, but if those names are common things, you know, like you said, where the, where the flaming chairs, well, that's, you can't Google that. You know what I mean? You're going to get a bunch of articles about chairs or what on fire or whatever. You know what I mean? Like one of my favorite bands uh, of all time is fun. I forget if it was fun period or fun exclamation point, Nate Roos and those guys, but they're so hard to Google Cause you Google fun and like, well, that's just a word, you know? So Google ability high, high on my uh, to-do list for sure. Uh, Lissa on our Facebook live as we're recording this on a Wednesday night says South side. And Lori says, doesn't Jake have YouTube videos? Well, yes, he does. Lori. I do. I have several YouTube videos. <laughs> subscribe. What do, they, what do the kids say? Slam that subscribe button. Yeah. No. Smash uh, it. Smash it. That's see. I'm not even cool enough to be cool on my own. Jake, if you want to know what the kids are saying, you come to me. Yes, sir. Understood. That's, I'm just, yeah. Well, that's why I figure out, I, I mean, a 36 year old Caucasian rapper, if that's not the most relatable things to the youths, then I don't know what is. And that's why I'm here. I'm just, you know, I'm doing the Lord's work. I'm... So what got you interested in music or more specifically, what got you interested in rapping and performing? The rapping and performing came from, being silly in like late high school, college era stuff. We would, I played sports. I played baseball and basketball through college uh, at Rockford University. And the bus rides and all that stuff, we would tease and do that silly roll call game where you just make up a quick rhyme and do a roll call or whatever. And then as the nightlife, for lack of a better term, you know, dorm parties and partying and hanging out stuff would happen, we would honestly get overserved in freestyle rap and at the risk of being overconfident i was like really good at it and then it led everyone to be like dude you gotta at least try to make a go of this thing but i had no clue of like 
how to write a song or what it takes to record a song or whatever. So we were having these par parties right here on Archer Avenue, of course, on the South side at one of my buddy's apartments when we were like young, you know, babies, like party style. Mm -hmm. And um, we would make up silly songs to the same instrumentals. And one of them, for whatever reason, was called backflips on your face, just party, silly nonsense. But everyone at the party knew the chorus backflips on your face and when it was coming. And then me and my buddies would just freestyle in between to land the plane. We figured out we got to record this thing, found a guy with a basement set up, recorded backflips on your face. It was horrible, you know blah 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 that led that 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 started the fire and i was like man i gotta pursue this thing so a lot happened between then and and now but that's really what kicked off the performance side of it linda just said love south side girl great video to go with it thank you shout out to all the south side girls that perfect juxtaposition between the elegant and rough that's not the first time you've said that actually I might have typed it a few times, but yeah. I, I got no notes here. I'm, you know, I, I feel like that's that's something that you've had in your head for a while. Is there a South Side scene for what you do? There's obviously a huge rap and hip hop scene, especially on the South Side of Chicago. Huge. I, even though I'm doing hip hop, I kind of live parallel to that as far as just like genre wise there's so many young amazing rappers in chicago and on the south side but a lot of it is still kind of like the drill movement or the bop movement and like a very specific sound i don't necessarily fall into that sound i love it and respect those guys i weirdly kind of live over here and then you have like a rock and roll slash maybe new wave almost country vibe with like South City Revival and like a lot of like the local uh, cover bands that do originals too, but I don't fall in that lane either. So again, at the risk of being overconfident, I think I'm kind of wedging my way in between two worlds and creating a brand new lane. Like, I don't know anybody that does what I do down here, you know, per se, but again, I don't and think that's why I asked. That was my, my perception. And it, kind of you're 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 kind of making the point i thought you would you're kind of straddling both lanes straddling I, I, which is not a bad place to be because if, if you're carving a path for yourself musically having a unique position always better than sounding like a bunch of other shit agreed and that's been me my whole life anyway i mean i grew up on the south side i went to bogan high school for a year I ended up going to whitney young I was always kind of just like caught in between two worlds. Like a lot of my buds from like Bogan and the public league were like doing the, 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 you know, the public league. And I knew them from this side of town. And then some other kids I knew from maybe sports were doing the Catholic league thing. And they were a little over there. And it's funny as an adult, it's all the same thing. And we're just in like a mile radius of each other, but it felt like two very different yeah. worlds. So I kind of always felt just socially and now musically that I'm, that I'm kind of in both worlds. But where we before as a kid, maybe that was a struggle. Now I, I embrace it. Like if I can take a little bit of Chief Keef and sprinkle it in, in my sound with a little bit of, you know, Toby Keef and like, let's go. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to do at least. One of the, one of my favorite things, glass half full about life with Zoom, life under the pandemic, having to do these video chats is you, you get to see into other people's lives. You get to see the way they live. If I'm not mistaken, over your left shoulder is a copy of Welcome to My World by Dean Martin on the wall. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mandatory. 
I don't know how to work, Zoom works. <laughs> it's funny, everything's left, backwards. Left shoulder. Yeah. yeah, there she is. Now what I would have expected from Southside Jake. Uh, I have a line in one of my songs to be self-indulgent that says, I am Dean Martin reincarnated. Um, the we're, I'm on some hippie woo-woo, so I'll spare you this, but I feel a strong, strong real life in my heart and soul connection to Dean Martin himself and his energy. Uh, also, obviously, just all that Rat Pack stuff. And like, how cool is just like Dean Martin and all those guys, you know what I mean? Just in general. But yeah, on my hippie woo-woo uh, <laughs> side, uh, I have been told by a couple of different mediums, and this is going to sound insane and I shouldn't say it live, <laughs> that, that I literally am part Dean Martin spirit wise, on if you believe in that stuff. So Dean Martin, either way, wherever he is, awesome dude legend well knowing that can i get you a drink i don't think dean would drink bush light no. should probably have like a martini or a whiskey going for him yeah yeah i would, I would think it's something gin related but you there know you it's 2021 rough year bush light it is bush light it is bush, you gotta stay on brand you know if you're gonna be Southside jake you gotta crush a bush light hey, exactly so before the pandemic hit it, it seemed like there was a lot of or there was a lot of momentum behind you, a lot of wind underneath your sails. I, I can come up with more metaphors. What, where are you at now? I mean, I, obviously you've been sidelined for a year from performing. You've got this new song. What else are you, what are you working on in your, in your Jake cave? Yeah, absolutely. So nowadays, as you know, like with the internet and everything and Spotify, a la carte, as far as music is a very formidable option. Like you don't have to, write an album for six months and then promote it for a year after that and then go on tour you can put out songs like outside is just a random one-off that's not on an ep or anything like that so i think the plan for me is to stay a la carte for now and then as soon as this COVID stuff breaks we were just starting to get to some very fun performances like we did the we headlined the house of blues we did right. the brent sopel thing that you hosted you know that kind of stuff so really want to get back to those performance chops. But in the meantime, a la carte. And with the computers, as you know, too, like I recorded outside here on this microphone. I sent the, the, the stems, as, the, as the, you would say on the biz, mm -hmm. to a proper producer, but I recorded it right here. I do enough video editing where we can shoot a video for outside and I can edit it right here. So just create quality a la carte content. And as soon as they open the gates for me to go out and perform, I want to just go back and see, can we sell out Reggie's? Can we sell out the House of Blues? How much momentum did we build during this last year of pandemic? Uh, so, you know, a la carte and, and, and let's go as soon as they let us. Uh, Lissa also says, got to get some Blue Island Beer Company in your house. It sounds like a plug to me, but I, I support our friends at Blue Island Beer Company. Awesome place. Awesome beers. I support and I love, and I'll say this in contrast, separate from that plug, two, two second pause. I just love light, pissy beer. Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light, Rolling Rock, High Life. Like for me, if you handed me like a beautiful IPA versus a Bushy, I'm taking the bushy every time. And once again, you're staying completely on brand. 
at least you know it's authentic. This is not a, like the music and all this could end tomorrow. I'm still going to be in the backyard crushing bush lights. That's all you know. That's all you can do. Awesome. Uh, what happened with your most recent podcast? Most recent podcast I was doing on my own was called a Southside Perspective. So. I was at Cameo, as I re referenced before, and I was hosting their podcast called A Cameo Handshake, where I would go out and I'd interview all these celebrities. And it was amazing. Uh, due to circumstances outside of my control and part COVID, I won't get into it. I basically left Cameo and I wasn't with them professionally any longer. But I was like, man, I really kind of caught this podcast itch and I love it. So you'll never catch on. <laughs> so I was like, let me just run with it and at least at least try to do a season or two. So I did. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to meet some you know great people, you know, like yourself included. So uh, had some awesome guests. We had Brent Sopel and Katie Caden, uh, 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 a band you probably know from your music background in Chicago. Remember uh, Kill Hannah, that band at all? Never heard so of him. Matt Devine and those guys. It was yeah. fun. It was. Uh, there's one season in the books, and I don't know if I'm going to do a second season or not. I don't know if it was an itch I needed to scratch or not. Keep talking. <laughs> Are you going to go get the uh, Kill Hannah vintage vinyl, probably, that uh, signed by everybody? I guarantee right, you. It's funny you should mention Kill Hannah. I was just going through old boxes of stuff. Now that I'm listening to analog music again, pull this one out, the, the cassette. I just pulled this out. The Can you see mm -hmm. this? Kill Hannah demos from 1998 yeah. on cassette. Dude, off air, you'll have to send me a pic of that because Matt Devine, the lead singer of Kill Hannah. Oh, that's amazing. Dude, and especially what's that uh, that iconic logo, the dude sitting on the on the chair with the, the speaker blowing his hair in his wind back? Maxell. Maxell. Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, uh, Matt Devine, not to name drop, is a uh, he became a, a huge uh, supporter and buddy and dare I say mentor at the risk of being too corny, but anytime I'm out in LA, I'm staying, you know, with him and, and, and doing the, the kill Hannah coattails train. So awesome band. Awesome time. Yeah. No, I, 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 I can't, I go way back with kill Hannah and I, I love those guys. It's still, yeah. well, when we're not in the pandemic, I would see Greg all around town. Um, but yeah, Matt's great. In fact, I did, I, I DJ the Jerry Bryant benefit at Metro. Yeah. It's probably like two years ago at this point. Uh, but Kill Hannah was on that. They yes. Matt was in town and they did uh, a couple of songs, a couple of their songs. And I walked in to Metro that night to get ready to do the DJ thing. And I walked in during their sound check. And it was just all this flood and rush of emotions because I hadn't seen Kill Hannah play live for, you know, 15 years or whatever it had been. And I, I walked in the Metro, I hadn't been in Metro for a while. There's Kill Hannah playing. I'm like, oh, everything's okay. Everything's right in the world. Like, well it's just I a rush of, of happiness. I think that performance for that benefit for uh, JBTV, or that's not what it was for, but uh, um, I think that was the first time they had performed together in like a number of years, if yeah. I recall. I think that was like a reunion set sort of deal. I'm so bummed out that I was not at that show in person. That's one of those where like, you know, you should have been there. You probably made up some lame excuse not to be, and now you're kicking yourself for, for having not done it. But uh um, you know, what can you do? But yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Fast forward to the pandemic and we're all saying I'll settle for a, si a shitty show. I I'll see something really awful. I'll see something I hate. Just let me see something. Dude, let me go watch a, a Bulls game at the, at the tavern or anything. Like, well, I'll go anywhere, man. Like, let's just put this to bed already. Yeah. I haven't seen Puddle of Mud for 15 years. 
What are they up to? I'll go oh. see them. I don't care. I just want to see live music. Yeah. Oh, they're playing in Milwaukee. Or jump in. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Get in. That's go. the reality of where we're at right now. Yeah. Um, all right. So I don't know if you answered my question. Is the podcast ongoing and just being done seasonally? That's the old uh, show business trick that I slapped on it, calling it season one so that I would not feel the fire to continue to uh, have it come out weekly. You know what I mean? So as it stands right now, there is a podcast called A Southside Perspective that is season one bookended with whatever it is, eight or nine or 10 guests. Season two, admittedly, giving away too many secrets, pending. Is it ever going to happen? Was that niche I scratched? Who knows, but it's there and it's documented and I had some awesome conversations just like we're having. So, you know, it's there. I encourage people to listen to it. It's almost like not to ramble. It's almost like the music, like so many people in the world have no idea who I am. Never heard my music, never heard that podcast. So what I'm getting at is I might've released a song or a podcast a year ago and I feel like, Oh, I should stop posting about it or pumping it. Like, no, nah, dude, there's still a whole plethora of people who have no idea what that is. So you might as well keep plugging it and pushing it because, you know, maybe someone will get some enjoyment out of it. And what, you, what you're talking about is something we see time and again. It, it is hard to keep a podcast going because there's not an immediate listening pop. You don't all of a sudden go from starting a podcast to thousands of listeners per episode that and you don't suddenly make revenue that takes a long time. So I think a lot of people realize, Oh, this is a shitload of work and I'm not really seeing a reward for this yet. Maybe I'll just pull back a little bit. Usually like six to eight months is when you see people say, maybe I'll come back to this at some point. Well, admittedly, what was really chapping me is the pandemic gave all the time in the world to do the, the podcast. So I compliment you for keeping yours alive. What'd you just hit 500 episodes or something on this one? Or what, this, is, this, is, this is number 536 tonight. Yeah, So that's amazing. I'm talking about 12 in a season, whatever. But anyway, I digress. What I'm getting at is the, the pandemic gave me all the time in the world to do it. But I'm a bit of an audio snob. And the <laughs> pandemic means you got to interview these people over the phone or whatever. And I just really don't like the sound of telephone audio. And I hadn't figured out the zoom thing yet. Obviously I should have like learned from you, but the telephone audio, I just didn't think was a good listener experience. I, well, I agree with that. I, I agree with that completely beyond that as a host or as an interviewer, not being able to see who you're talking to and pick up cues and know when to shut up or when to talk is awful. It, it makes it a horrible experience for the interviewer because you're just never quite on your game when you're talking to someone on the phone. Well, even on TV, if you're watching uh, uh, any of the sports center stuff or even like CNN or Fox, when they have like multiple people and there's just that delay and there's that awkward thing of like, Oh, is Jake done talking? Yeah. And then we do the, oh, oh, and it's like, Oh, as a listener. And again, I'm a, I'm an audio snob, but it just drives me insane. So I was like, maybe we should just cool out for a little bit. Yeah, I realized in order to keep the podcast going, I needed to switch to the model I'm, I've been in since March and nightly from home doing it over Zoom. But I also realized when I made that decision, I don't have time to finesse the final product. I don't have time to go back and meticulously edit things and work on compression. It had to be raw and immediate in order for me to keep doing this and sustain it and make it something that didn't feel like a chore. So I don't have those uh, audio hangups that you do, but I'm aware that, sure, this could be a lot more polished than it is, but okay, life under a pandemic, here we are. 
Yeah, but you you set the standard, and I'm not just saying that to get brownie points because I'm talking to you. But when I was first doing it, it'll, I'll call it my own naivety. But Zoom, I feel like everybody knows Zoom now, and the audio on Zoom is pretty good. I wasn't doing Zoom; I was using a, a different app that I won't mention because I don't want to, you know, talk down on it. But it, it it wasn't the same. And you're getting two birds with one stone because this is running live now, so this is social media content for anybody who checks in if they want. Yeah. And then the way I understand it you release the audio at a later date as a, as a podcast. So you're it's, it's more like a later hour. I mean, literally I, after I finish these each night, I upload the video to YouTube and I convert the file to an audio episode. And, and before we all go to bed, this episode will be live on all yeah. the podcast platforms. That's awesome. I, I love it. I compliment you, man. It's five, 600 episodes or whatever. That's, that's crazy. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's kept me busy, Jake. It's, you got to do something. You got to do something. What else are you going to do? I mean, even before the pandemic, I would sit in front of Netflix and spend 15 minutes scrolling through thinking, I don't want to waste my time on something I'm not going to like, but I would spend 15 to 30 minutes wasting my time because yeah. I didn't want to waste my time. And then it gets to the point where I'm like, ah, screw it. I don't want to watch anything. I couldn't imagine doing that throughout the pandemic. What do they call that? Uh, 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 analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, right? You spend too much yeah. time overanalyzing then you don't do nothing and you throw your hands up in the air and you're just like, Oh, F it. I'm out. You know, yeah, I didn't want to waste my time. Yeah. So. My, my problem is I'll get the plate of food and I'm ready to watch Netflix, but I don't want to start eating the food until I found the perfect, perfect show. But then I don't find it. And then the food gets cold and then I throw up my hands and I'm just like, Oh man, cancel it. I'm out. All right. So Southside Jake, if people want to hear, outside or anything else from your year spanning catalog where, where can they find you on streaming services everything thank goodness is southside jake so southsidejake.com instagram is southside jake facebook is southside jake spotify is southside jake if you really want to help me out shameless plug i know people don't buy music anymore but if you wanted to buy outside or anything as a single i still buy music how dare you you sir are a legend and i tip my cap but you know what I mean? Like, I don't even buy music. It's hypocritical. I stream it on Spotify or YouTube. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, everything's Southside Jake. So Spotify. And if you and if you feel like you want to throw the 99 cents of the iTunes, I'd be much obliged. It'll it'll uh, it'll buy me another Bush Light. Another Taco Bell box. All right. Yeah. Southside Jake, thank you so much for doing this tonight. James, two second diatribe. You played me on FM radio multiple times. You invited me on this thing. You're becoming uh, quite the ally. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I think you're a legend having growing up listening to 97.9 and 101.1. And I, I won't go on, but uh, this is cool for me. So thank you very much.